0: Hi, I'm Paul Patrick, and before I started shaving my head, I refused to wear hats. Hi, I am Van Kelly, and I have a mole on my
1: inner thigh that more than one woman has thought was herpes. What is happening and welcome to our podcast, Every Day I'm Different, a show celebrating the ironies of where our personalities take us. Each episode, me, Van Kelly, and my co-host, Paul Patrick, will give you guys an insight into our lives through personal stories on a variety of topics.
0: Paul, how are you doing, man? Good. Very tired. Uh, Getting over a little cold or just getting one, maybe. I was sick this week as well It mm. made play So
1: if my voice sounds like a cartoon character Or I cough a lot Fucking deal with it, man Is mm. what I say Yeah So uh, we are both getting back into the swing of work That's probably the mm. body's way of saying stupid Don't Right, you need that. more sleep and need less Need more time Less work Yeah, less work uh, let's see. I think I'm going first on topics today. I right, Go Is for that it. correct, Paul? Yes. Paul, I would like to, and this all stems from, it's interesting we did not record last week. I went through like a mini bout of depression. Mm-hmm. I had this very interesting thought that uh, did not necessarily uh, cause the fit, maybe was uh, created because of it. But I want to share it. But first, I want to get your opinion on the topic of inheritances.
0: Okay. My opinion.
1: You, 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 whatever. Your thoughts on it.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh... An inheritance is a good thing. No, I don't and know. I have no. I have no opinion on. You have inherit- no opi- opinion on inheritance. Well, basically? I am not in line to get any large inheritances that I am aware of. Okay. Uh, I imagine that uh, my parents have uh, life insurance policies. Okay, um, I imagine that you know when my parents may pass, that either Why uh, did you their throw the house word may in
1: there. They're going to. okay.
0: When my parents <laughs> okay. pass, their house. Um, whatever, uh, finances they have will be right. left to me, but it's not going to be, you know, it'll be like Ron Swanson will be like, I'll give them enough $50 <laughs> for a cab ride home from the funeral and a steak dinner after that's, uh, that's about the extent of it. I'm not uh, getting the, the secret well, cash is gold. your, is your parents' house completely paid for? Uh, yeah. Okay. Subly so I so. mean, yeah, Sure.
1: I don't know what you consider a lot of money, hmm. but anything greater than like $10,000 I think of as a lot of money.
0: Yeah, but I also don't think of their house as monetary. I think that my family, my, my brothers and sisters probably would keep it in the family. Oh, really? Maybe. I don't know. It's just been a thought. Okay. Um, my brother lives here in town still. My sister does right. too for right now. So, uh-huh. you know, okay. who knows?
1: Interesting. Yeah. Yep but i mean i don't want to get into i don't want to sit here and complain about bequeathals or uh-huh. how i don't want to make this like a personal story of my inheritance i just want more so the idea the idea of inheritance and the idea of passing something down for generations and
0: Do you want me to tell you where my mind went to maybe I mean, yes. Like, I'm curious. Do you have a – are you against it or – I'm
1: not against it, but they are very – they made me sad to think about. And let me paint this picture for you and our listeners, okay? okay? I have one side of my family that is probably more worldly wealthy. Okay. As in they would be considered wealthy kind of anywhere you went in the United States or anywhere you went in the world. Then I have a side of my family who did very well for the region of the country they were in. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to get inheritance for, inheritances from either side, but uh, the final grandparent on the on the uh, more prosperous side died <laughs> a couple years ago. Okay. Um, and I was bequeathed an amount of money. I'm not going to say what, sure. obviously. I have class, Paul. You have class and a car you paid cash for. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could Kelly Blue book my car and see how much I got bequeathed. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. So, yeah, that's, you know, exactly sort of where the story is going. So okay. my grandmother, who is the last one alive, she was a working woman in the 1940s.
0: Wow, she was your grandmother, Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> she wow, was okay. Um, or she was on you the. You know, she was in uh, politics. She Bedford she, Peaches. What was the fucking baseball team? Uh, she, in, uh, uh, the, oh my god! Whatever. Anyway, the, the joke's me. gone. Right? But, if yeah. If you would have asked me, I would have told you it, they were the Peaches. They were. God, uh, Savannah. Rockville.
1: Savannah Peaches. No,
0: no. It wasn't, Rock that Mount. Big of a. No, it was not Rock Mountain. Uh huh. The something peaches. God. Anyway, God. I am sorry to... <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Um, the Rockford peaches. Rockford. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> thank God we figured that out. So, uh, baseball. So... Wait, no. inheritance. My okay. grandmother dealt
1: with this very... In, like, they are the greatest
0: generation.
1: They, they yeah. won World War II. They yes. killed They killed the Nazis, every right. single one of them. Yeah. They did all this. She put off having a family till she was older, so she was probably an outcast, ostracized in society. You know, probably went through all this hard shit. And then after all the medical bills, after all the expenses, after, after raising the kids, after burying my grandfather, after all that stuff, what she left me, I took and I bought a car Oh, now. really? I actually didn't know that that's what you did with your inheritance. Oh, uh, no. I was being serious. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I knew that you well, bought your car yeah. with cash, but uh, I thought yeah, you just, I took, you know. I took it, and I spent pretty much every, every cent of it on my car. Okay. And... You know, my car for me, I do look at it as a tool, but at the same time, I don't have a family, nor do I want a family. I'm never Mm going to be a soccer dad. So I went with a two-door sporty car. Yeah. Maybe impressing some females was in the back of my mind, and all that started weighing on me, that in a monetary sense, which is a bad way to look at that, but everything in my grandma's life culminated in our relationship to her bequeathal
0: of this amount of money to me. And I took it, and I bought a car, yeah,
1: Can and I that's stop like the end of it.
0: I'm actually curious because maybe we need a separate episode on cars. Is yeah. that a car that impresses women? I don't know. I mean, has any woman ever said, "Oh, wow, nice the, car"?
1: Well, yes, but oh, uh, weird. Like, I mean, not like super classy ones. Not in
0: DC. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. But like anywhere, is that I like mean, a sporty it's a, car? It's a sporty car. Yeah. Okay, I had no idea. Well, I don't I know. I guess I'm not getting laid from you because <laughs> I, of that. I drive a car Volkswagen car. hybrid. I don't know what sexy cars are.
1: Well, I mean, so. I think
0: Volkswagen has, eh, maybe not the Passat or the. Uh, it's a Jetta. Jetta. It's a Jetta, it's a Jetta hybrid. A it's not. It's not dropping it. But fans. see, I was
1: looking at Volkswagens too. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I had no idea I was.
1: But I mean, yeah. is it, it like? Aren't all two door cars kind of considered sporty? And then it's just if you go, black, I feel like black a hatchback
0: is, all, is not a moistener. It's not really? a. It's not a... Yeah, no, a hatchback car. I don't know. Wow, really? But I mean, that's, essentially, that's what like a Porsche is. Is a hatchback? Oh, yeah, definitely. I guess I'm thinking of like a... Speaking about VW, like an old VW Rabbit or something. That, or the Golf? Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah. These are not okay. sexy cars. I get right. But,
1: but then a, again, take I'm... Take away the goddamn European boxy cars away from Okay. Me. Think of all two-door cars. Like, they're meant to be, they're meant to draw the eye in.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen. I'm really sounding you, self-conscious about my car right You now. can convince me of any of that right now because I do not know. I mean, I, uh, I, I, I'm not saying I know a lot
1: about cars. I do not. I am definitely in the bottom half of the, probably the world in that. There is, I think, just something about, like, I don't know. I know for myself, when I bought it, I was like, I think that will be a car that females would enjoy. That was not like the number one thing. I'm saying it was probably
0: like 10th to 20th on my list, but it I was in to, there. Okay. okay. All right. That's fine. No, I mean, sorry to sidetrack the inheritance talk. No, I, I mean, was but, but like, that's your... Whoa, wait a second. That's
1: essentially <laughs> what started it all. I was like, well, I was trying to like reason with myself, you know, and argue. I was like, well, it is a tool and I use it as a tool. In American culture, everybody needs a car.
0: Yeah. But then, and I mean, your other option, you would be still paying off that car, you know, losing if you hadn't used your right. inheritance. But more so, like, should I have taken the money and done something
1: nice for my family with it? Should mm. I have gone on, like, a life changing trip? Should I have experienced a new culture? Should I have gone to Spain, my grandma's motherland, and seen, like, the town where she was from? There's just, I don't know. The idea of just, like, and to me, it doesn't mean shit. Don't get me wrong. I am a, you are dead in the dirt. People who hold on to possessions and think about passing things on that shit is ridiculously stupid to me. But I love my family and I know my my grandmother was religious, so it was like important to
0: her. I don't know, I just feel bad about it. It made me feel sad that like an entire person can leave. So your yeah, your entire memory of your grandmother is is connected to that. Absolutely. And there's eventually I'm gonna sell that car. And then it's like gone. Gone, baby, gone. I mean, here's how I would see it, that she left money to you because oh. she wanted you to use it for something you might need oh. and want. Oh,
1: dude. And Grandma
0: Bino would have clapped like a little giddy right. baby. See, there but, you go. But And even if you sell the car, it's not like it's your grandmother's car. You'll be able to use that money you sell the car to do something else or, you know, you'll maybe get nothing out of it because you'll drive it in the ground like I do with my cars. Yeah. But uh, and again, like I said a minute ago, you would have probably needed to buy a car anyway. Oh, fuck, yeah. so instead you would have been financing it and still paying it off five years later, and now you can take money you save from not having a car payment and put it toward a go visit Spain. Did you say? Yeah, yeah, go visit Spain fund. You know, and so now like you're on a separate note, Spain doesn't do it for me. much. Oh, Spain is definitely one of my top. I haven't been, but I really want to go. Really? Yeah. I hear such great things and I love Spanish wine and I love Spanish food. I like the idea of Northern Europe and Scandinavian shit better. Oh, I want to see that too. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So no thoughts on, no more thoughts on inheritances. Just
0: that it's nothing I've ever put my mind to. I could tell you stories. Maybe I have about, I had a... Yeah, tell me a good story. I had a great uncle or a great great uncle, I think it was, who was an old miser. He lived with my mom's mom his whole life, most of his life. And my grandmother and my great grandmother took care of this man his entire life. Right. And he promised to, when he passed on, leave everything to them or her heirs. Um, and we're talking. He had Krugerands in, right. in his, you know, room. He had a couple of Which is uh, German for South blood African, money. yeah, South African yeah. for blood money. But uh, one day, another family member of his down in South Carolina basically like stole him from where he was living saying he's not safe here you all are too old to take care of him and then cut him off from my family Uh, my mom would call and they wouldn't let him talk to her and they'd tell him that she must I don't know what you did to to her that she hates you so much and yet my mom wasn't hating him and wasn't trying to get with him for the money but had lived with this man her whole life and sent him birthday presents that never arrived and then he died I don't know but enough that these people went to the trouble of stealing him away and cutting off contact. And when he finally did die, everything was left to them.
1: Now, when, so. you, when you first told me this story, I forgot what analogy or what I said <clears throat> I would do. But it. I thought about the idea and you quickly pointed out to me that you would have to take care of this person. I, I like, It's not – like, it would have yep. to be – An extraordinary amount of uh, amount of money, a big lump sum, for me to be like, I am taking another human being into my house and caring for them like a hospice until they are out the
0: window. Right, exactly. That is not for me. Well, and I would never do that unless I, I wouldn't do that for the money. Absolutely not. Uh, so I can't imagine what they put up with, you know. So fuck if they're gonna go to all that trouble and I'm steal them down there. That side of the family doesn't make it to reunions anymore. No, haven't heard from them. I mean, they've died since wow. then. That was thirty years ago. Snake it till you so. make it. I kind of like it though. Yep. I'm sorry it happened to you, but <laughs> but you know, it's a good business plan. I, I've ne- I guess maybe even that that experience itself has soured me on the entire yeah. idea of inheritance. Thank like you. I'll get something, but I'm not gonna. I'm not going to stab my fellow man and... No. You know what I would like, though? Well, two things. All
1: right? And this is really just moving on to old people giving us money, which I am perfectly fine with. I, as, as an aspiring artist, Paul... Yeah. I really wish they would bring back the ideas of in a, uh, Benefactors and
0: paramours. So patron-client systems. Yes, use yes. Use you want, like, yeah. I,
1: I really, this summer, I really kind of wanted to walk around Old Town to where the money is in this in this rinky-dink town mm-hmm. and just knock on it and try to schmooze some old lady being like, listen, I know I've got the fire inside me, baby. Just let me live
0: here in a wing. Stay out of my business. I mean, I think there are... For my shit, really. Are, well, I think there Dude, are, like, I'm, programs you can apply for. Fuck that. No, I want... <laughs> Some old Southern belle who can get duped out of her money and just pay for my wine drunks all day. Well, I think you could also you could try that by going to seduce one of these old women. I'm I'm good. Right. I'm saying. I'm saying you'd be good at that. Oh. So <laughs> I think that uh, I would rather not. You I need to firm, stake out the country club have, cocktail hours. Oh, that's not a bad. idea. I'm saying, yeah. I have a uh, firm stance on sex with
1: very old women. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's going to happen eventually. But it needs to be done like cooking a lobster. It's not something you just do. You've got to be slowly bred into it.
0: Look, as you get older, you have to to go for some of the cheaper cuts, they say. (laughs) Cheap cuts uh, are fine. I'm a fan of the cheap cuts. For my taste, they have more flavor. So, you know.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah? You're going to eat a
0: 70-year-old steak? I don't think you if would. If it's been dry-aged that long and had all the flavor oh. intensified in uh, it.
1: 70 years? That fucking... That, that cow was
0: seeing uh, Okinawa invaded when it was born. Yeah. That is too long. Oh, yeah. friend. Oh, yes, it has. Oh. Uh, all the then, stories uh, that cow could tell. <laughs> uh The second thing... Mm -hmm.
1: Fuck, now I forget where that one was. Uh, No, I wanted that and I wanted... Oh, I really just... You've seen the TV show Community, right? Yeah. I really just want a funny old person to come into my life that I can just like hang around with, get stoned, and they pay for everything. Like Chevy Chase and that? Did you read the article about him today? I think he's available. You could hire him. I I would. I love Chevy
0: Chase. Yeah. you know me, I love to bitch about things and, and, and complain. Me and Chevy would get along... Swimmingly. I mean, bad news. He would not. He would hate you because he hates everything and everybody. I'm cool with so, that. I'm a yeah, right. hateable no, cool exactly. guy. I yeah. get that. So Chevy Chase, every
1: day I'm different, formally sending out the invite. We'll buy you a cup of coffee. At
0: least a cup of coffee. <laughs> At least a cup of coffee. That's we'll right. watch
1: your last uh, SNL performance. Right. Uh, Tell uh, us how bad Saturday Night
0: Live is. Yeah, he's right. been banned ever since then, basically. Wow. I've so. never seen that episode of you. I probably did I don't remember Oh were you an avid SNL all the time Saturday Night Live guy yeah, Throughout my life Off and on I think uh, Maybe like 2000s or so I right. kind of was off for a while I'm back but on You were big well on now. the Jimmy Fallon years No that's, no um, that's, that's the low point right? Oh right I would say so Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess we
1: played this topic out. You didn't have as much to say on it as I wished. But I guess <laughs> if if it's not
0: in your future, you don't think about it, right? All right, so hit me, Paul. What do you got? Okay, so, well, I've been thinking about two things. So okay. should I give you the, at this point, the more in-depth one or the... Uh... Yeah, the more in-depth one. Okay, so, do you feel that your tastes have evolved and changed over time, or do you feel that you are still beholden to defend things that you loved when you were 12 or 13 or whatever, uh, even if you have decided that they're they're bad for whatever reason? Oh,
1: uh, Paul. Paul, Paul, Paul. You yeah. know the answer to this. I don't. I am, yeah.
0: I am an enlightened spirit.
1: Mm-hmm. I am a truth teller. I Speak the truth. I have okay. no problem admitting when things from my youth are actually bad. Okay. All right? Um, I've heard a pretty good podcast that uh, attacks movies from this uh, point of view, whether a movie can be just entertaining and not sure. good. Yeah. Right, exactly. So I totally understand that we see things through rosy-colored glasses, and my, I won't go into the taste of change yet. I've got more to say on that. Okay. But as far as things I liked, like... I constantly get in arguments with our college students about video games. Lots of them play newer video games. Right. And I always stick up and, for, and I say, you know, I love the old ones. And I stick yeah. up for the old ones. But I will never sit here and say that from a standpoint in technology, and human uh, achievement, in overall quality and immersiveness, that any video game... From when I was a, a child, can compete with what's going on today. Of course, yeah. 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 I enjoy it more, I get that. Right. But left, right, up, down, A, B, that's
0: just, it can't compare it with 360, 360 degrees, unlimited choices, stuff like that. I do wonder then if there's some kind of argument about the simplicity of a game and whether or not there's anything objectively. You um, know. objectively, which we've done an episode on right. recently. Exactly. Yeah. Objectively.
1: I think is newer always better, you know. Not necessarily newer is always better, but yeah, I think there are some definitive steps in technology and advancements in in technology. Absolutely, now, absolutely. If you want to break down, that's where douchey subjective artists come along who like art, but they can't draw scenes, so they paint a blue cube and they say. Uh, uh, minimalism is a thing now because <laughs> they could not do the former,
0: so they yeah. justify what skills they do have. I've realized that like simplistic indie games are making a comeback, yeah. But I didn't mean, something like, are you gonna get better than Miss Pac Man on some levels or Galaga? I, I think, or a abso- pinball I machine. think objectively, yes, Absolutely okay. but All I right. think
1: subjectively, you can argue with the rosy colored glasses on, yes. yeah. What about you? Do you still stick up for things that are bad? Are you still trying to push that Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> was an
0: actually a good fucking TV show? No, I don't. Okay. I don't think so. I think that actually that's a, a question. So my friends were talking about several things. Right. One thing was there was an article out this week about Christian rock, the endurance of Christian rock music. What a dumb, asinine thing to say. As long as Christianity's around, Christian rock will be around. I guess, but I I put that article up. I was like, this is so interesting because I was very religious growing up and Um, went to a few Christian rock concerts, which could not have been more bad than they were. (laughs) They were the worst things I've ever been to. Right, Made me feel so uncomfortable. (laughs) Really, I think the Christian rock concerts are what led to my, in some ways, questioning my faith. Like, this is not, I don't belong here. This is not where I'm supposed to be. Now, I share this article with my friends, and all of a sudden, I find out two or three of my friends were big Christian rock fans back in the 90s, and they go, now listen, I know that there's a standard Christian rock sound that you probably are complaining about, but there were a couple of bands that were really honestly good, and they, they had a really you know honest sound to them. They were great. I would love to hear them. I They shared some clips with me, yeah. and I listened to them, and I thought, I mean... I did think, on the one hand, this is fine, right? That and these
1: are professional musicians.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, I was trying to come up with a unified theory of Christian rock. That is it that people got into it because it was a musician who was a Christian, or was it a Christian who wanted to like be a musician and wanted to share their message that way? Um, and the, the songs that were I considered good that yeah. they shared, they were none of them overtly Christian. Right. There was not like you know lyrics, "Oh Lord, my Savior," you know. Right. So I thought that I almost thought that that was cheating a little bit. Those weren't really Christian rock songs because you couldn't listen to them and tell that they were Christian necessarily. I want to bet I could. Uh, Maybe I want to bet I could. Yeah, but yeah. but man, they were sticking up for this, and I was, and they they admitted that some of it was that it was stuff they loved when they were yeah. uh, back then. Right. But I was thinking, but once you've evolved beyond that. And I, 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 I did think about this myself, and I'll say an example for me. When I was a teenager, I was giant into the Indigo Girls. Loved the wow, Indigo Girls. Okay. I'm sure you're shocked to hear that. Um, and Color me midnight blue. I know, okay. yep. And I am. No longer a fan that I would seek them out or listen to. I haven't listened to an Indigo Girls song in probably 15 years. Well, I'd
1: hate to think I'm doing a podcast with somebody who still seeks out Indigo Girls songs I'm so you saying, make me feel better.
0: I'm saying, all right. So, uh, but I will still listen to a song that I listened to back then. And be like, oh yeah, that's still like this. I'll revisit it every oh, now fuck and then. Yeah. Sure, I'll revisit but, Dude Ranch every now and then. Yeah, Blink One Eight Two is one of those bands that that definitely see through rosy colored glasses. So and I guess it's not so much of a, your taste of evolved because, yeah, you got the rose-colored glasses from when you were a kid. Yeah, but you have to be smart enough to realize
1: that. If you're really sitting around still trying to argue to me, argue to me that three-chord pop punk or pop songs in general are like the height of musical taste, yeah, then – You're just ingrained in a lifestyle that needs that music to support itself, so you don't want to give up on the music because you're giving up on the lifestyle, and so much of your identity is connected with your lifestyle. It's just a very existential dilemma. Mm. If you're saying, I've hitched my horse to something that it's anthem, is stuff you would teach a sixth grader to play on guitar. Yeah. You know? It's not a good brand. It's not a good, like, song or, or, or art for your brand. Well, and the same goes with anything like m- movies or music or something. I mean, if on a fir- da- first date you were like, "How about do you like animated movies? How about Care Bears too, man?" Like, <laughs> god, that that movie just gets it, right?
0: I mean, they would look at you weird, and that's a thing where the music side, like I was gonna say to be fair, my friends weren't saying that this Christian rock was their favorite music by any means, right, but it's still they still liked it. They right. still would go back and listen to it, yeah, it is weird though, I'd say like a a dumb cartoon, you can revisit like Transformers the movie or something. And Transformers the animated
1: movie? Yeah. So I
0: don't know. I I never got Transformers. They confuse me. Well, maybe Care Bears movie, you know. Care Bears movie. There I you go. Care Bears. That's so easy. You go past. revisit those and you have to say, ooh, that didn't hold up. You know, I loved it when I was a yeah. kid, but man, that Dude, didn't hold recently, up. Dude, uh, recently, recently, like the past year, I uh, I
1: always forget that like YouTube is a thing and yeah. I can just Because I haven't thought about so many things in like five years. And five years ago, I wasn't YouTubing shit. Like everything popped in my mind. I didn't live by myself. I wasn't alone. I I had friends. Uh, So I I watched the Chipmunk. I was obsessed with the Chipmunk movie (laughs) when I was young. And I watched it. I was just like, oh, the animation is bad. The songs are bad. Oh, sure. It's awful. Awful. Now, I'm curious – what was there a defining moment or something that made you sort of because I think it almost has to be a conscious choice, right? For you to make your to change
0: your tastes. I don't think so. No? I think it's a, I think it's a gradual thing that you become. Ex- maybe you make a conscious choice to become exposed to. That's other more things. what I mean. But
1: because let's be honest, have you ever met anybody who exposed themselves fully to something and then been like that was not
0: worth it or that is something that, you know, I don't enjoy? I will say so. I have a friend who he is very, very into obsessions, Uh and so he might delve crazy deep into something that he has no interest in, but he's more interested in the people being obsessed with it. Yeah. But that's a different situation. But
1: uh, what I'm saying more is like the experience of opening yourself up Mm -hmm. progresses your tastes, whether you end up liking that thing or not, right? Yeah. Because you're making yourself more vulnerable to outside stimuli that you've never had before. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, I mean, what was the thing that you, what was the first thing that even now look, do you know the first thing we're looking back and be like, this was the first thing I watched and I will still stick up to for this day and say that this is good. Even my 17 year old self, I would pause Indigo Girls and put this on and while Indigo Girls is bad, this is good and I knew this was good and,
0: and I still know this is good. Man, uh, the earliest thing I was very big into the Monkees when I was a kid. Okay, and I see. I, I will, love the Monkees. I will defend. They are trash. They no. are trash oh, musicians. no, no. They were honest, good musicians. Mike Nesmith, especially. Were the they? Were they uh, one of those hampered down by the music industry people? No, they were. I mean, they were created. You know, they were. Right. That's they, what I mean. You had to be hired, but. Uh, They they had music backgrounds and they came together and they had great chemistry and they ended up doing a lot of work together on their own. Um, There's some some of their songs are real. They're pop songs, but they are truly fantastic and the things that they wrote. Really, yeah, Michael Nesmith songs in particular. Check those out. Um, I mean, that's it's (laughs) pop music, so it's not the best, but it's real good.
1: See, it is real good pop music, but see the problem with pop music. The problem with (laughs) Excuse me. The problem with like Friends and the Big Bang Theory. And Mm -hmm. it's like it's so earwormy that I can remember at an early age like demanding American Pie getting played. I would not say that's me appreciating Don McLean and like what he brought to – The folk rock movement, or whatever. Yeah. You know, so the fact that the monkeys maybe got in your earworm, what was the first thing you actively like for me? You know, I remember watching Pulp Fiction, probably too young. Yeah. And I remember listening to OK Computer. Hmm. And those two things, I said, I'm going to find out everything I can about this guy who made this movie. I am going to find out everything about this band that made this album. And I'm going to seek out things like that. And still to this day, You can't talk bad about OK Computer, and you can't talk bad about Pulp Fiction.
0: I don't think I've ever been as active in the process as you're talking. Really? I mean, I can give one example. I remember at summer camp, a counselor played Bob Dylan's Tangled Up in Blue, which I would still call my favorite song of all time. Wow, really? And I got very big into Dylan after that, but not... I didn't purposefully get big into Dylan. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't buy Blood on the Tracks for a couple of years, oh, probably. See, I'm the
1: exact opposite. Yeah, I got I, I'm into more Dylan. Let it... <laughs> I bought everything. Yeah, like everything.
0: and I mean, it's not like when I got into Dylan, I knew who Dylan was already because right. you can't not, yeah, you know, you can't not grow up in this country and not know, you know, maybe Mr. Tambourine Man or Blowing in the Wind or something. Right, but uh, I still didn't go out and get everything I could. I more let it come to me when it could and yeah that was really my that was probably my mo for a long time in life now i do go out and seek things and people my girlfriend in particular sometimes complains that i do too much and i schedule too much right but i was very sick as a kid and so i had an excuse not to do things not to go out and seek things you're on your rise up yeah yeah. my rise down yeah i'm gonna call it a rise down i'm i feel like i need to always be on my rise up you know if you're not (laughs) if you're not moving you're a shark you're dying I'm fine with that. <laughs> you know, we're all dying, Paul. I've just always accordingly <laughs> kept my, kept my, uh, kept my ears open and tried to seek out, but I, I just don't, I let new things come to me. I just okay. keep my ears open and I let it come to me.
1: Right. Interesting. Have you said all you want to about, uh, what was it? Whatever taste, we talked about. Taste, yeah. Taste. It
0: turned into 16 different things. It did, but, that's but, the, uh, that's the jump I got off nothing point. else burning a hole in my brain right now. Okay. Uh,
1: my own tastes, I guess, I do go after things uh, more so than than you do, apparently. Yeah. I don't know. I, I used to never be in high school. I was a big jock, and reading was for nerds, and schoolwork was for nerds, and yeah. all that stuff. And then I did, tore my ACL twice, and I could not move for a year and a half straight. So I started reading things, and I just became voraciously... Interested in yeah. in everything. If you know, uh, you called your friend obsessed. I wouldn't say I'm the same way because I don't abandon stuff. But when I find something new, I want to learn every single thing about it. Yeah. I'm the kind of guy who you know, when in English class in college, if we read one book by an author I had never ho- heard about before, rather than being like, "Oh, I'll get to his stuff later down the line," I would Wikipedia all his books and read mm. the books and Be like, "Oh, oh."
0: Yeah, see, I'm more, let me get a taste of this now, and I'll come back to this. And I often want, I have a list a mile long of books I need to read, shows I'm supposed to watch, movies I need to see. So much of my time is spent great
1: shows, you know, like The Simpsons, uh, the one that does it for me most often, honestly. Well, even when I watch, like, historical shows, like Mm -hmm. right now I'm rewatching The Wire – Whenever they mention someplace in Baltimore, I don't know. Yeah. I you look it up to see look it up to see where it is. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, like uh, uh, Archer is big on that. Yeah. When they mention something whenever you know they mention somebody, and they're like,
0: "Oh, what? You've never heard of that person?" Yeah. I'll pause it and I'll be like, "Well, now I gotta go find out who that person is." I'm that way. Recently, reading this book, Guns, Germs, and Steel, all about the you're still uh, on that, huh? Oh, it's a it's a, and yeah. while I'm reading it, every two yeah. seconds I'm looking something up on Wikipedia. What's even
1: funnier is so. when we end up releasing these, our listeners are going to think you're reading that book for eight months. Right, exactly. Yeah. No,
0: it's only been two, yeah. but yeah. Gotcha. Uh, any last thoughts before we sign off, Paul? I love what I love, and uh, I love it apparently pretty casually.
1: But pretty, by my standards. Hey, and your <laughs> taste may change, you know? Yeah. Who
0: is going to be your indigo girls in the next 20 years? That's, I mean, oh, God. Comment. You think in I it. already have it. You think I would, but nope. Nope. All right. Paul Patrick, on Van Kelly, guys. Thanks for listening. Every day I'm different. Have a good one. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter, EDID Podcast, and on Facebook. Just search for Every Day I'm Different. See ya.